Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson. Today in our study of 1 John, we're going to be looking at 1 John 3.2. Today we're going to explore the doctrine of our glorification. This doctrine is something that I've actually had a lot of fun researching and teaching on, and I'm really excited to share this with you guys. So 1 John 3.2 reads, Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we'll be has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. So first, we're going to look at our future inheritance, glorified bodies. So why exactly is our glorification an important topic? Well, John Calvin, in his Institutes of the Christian Religion, writes, He alone has made solid progress in the gospel, who has acquired the habit of meditating continually on a blessed resurrection. John Calvin aptly saw that we must continually be dwelling on the future and dwelling on what awaits us, and that is a glorious future. We are not to worry about the future like the world does. Rather, we are to meditate on what our future holds for us, and that is resurrected bodies like Christ has. So, 1 Corinthians fifteen sixteen through 19 reads, For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then those who have also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. So we see that the glorification of our bodies through our resurrection is essential to the Christian faith. Paul realized this. He realized that if we can't rise again, then no one can, and that our faith is futile. And so our faith rests on not only our the beginning, Genesis, our sin, the Gospels of Jesus coming and paying for our sins and rising again, but also the future through Revelation and through passages that speak on the future, like 1 Corinthians 15. And the Gospel is rooted in those, past, present, and future. It's not like a one-time thing that, oh, we accept the Gospel, then we move on to the older Christian stuff. No, the Gospel is the younger Christian stuff. It's the older Christian stuff. It is essential to the Christian life. So notice also that in Romans 8, 29-30, Paul puts glorification as the end of the steps of our salvation. And so he, Paul in particular, stresses the importance of the glorification of our bodies through resurrection. So we need to understand this and be dwelling on this. So what is our glorification? So a lot of my material from this has come from 1 Corinthians 15, and I'm going to quote it a lot because there Paul lays out really what our glorification is. So our glorification is our bodily resurrection when Christ returns to set up his reign on earth at the start of the millennium. So that's a lot. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Our glorification is our bodily resurrection. It's going to be real bodies when Christ returns to set up his reign on earth at the start of the millennium. So for a passage on that, I've got 1 Corinthians 15, 22 through 23. For as in Adam all die... So in Christ shall all be made alive, but each in his own order. Christ the firstfruits, we saw that in the resurrection. And Paul continues, Then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. So when Christ comes again, we will be made like him, 
Those who are dead will be raised from the dead with glorified bodies, like Christ has, and those who are alive, as we'll see, will be changed. So, again, believers who were dead will be resurrected. Their own physical bodies changed into imperishable, still physical, but imperishable, still like the ones they had. Believers who are alive will have their bodies changed into imperishable, similar to the bodies they had. So we can sometimes think, make the mistake of thinking that our resurrected bodies will be like these ghosts, you know, like we can like, we're not physical, we're just like floating around everywhere. No, Christ was the first fruits of this. And we saw that he wasn't like a ghost floating around everywhere. He had a physical body. And I love how he had holes in his hands. Clearly, he had a body that resembled his old one because he had the scars from his old body. So, again, for those who were dead, Christ is the first fruits of resurrection. He's who we look to, and he is the first example that we look to. And their resurrection, the resurrection of those who were dead, will be like his. And for those who will be alive at the beginning of the millennium, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-one through 53 Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all asleep, and when he says asleep, he means dead, or be dead, excuse me. He goes on, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. So how are we to live in light of our future? So we as believers are to rejoice in our glorious future. So I've got three passages of scripture that go along with this. First Philippians 3, 20-21 But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body, by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So we have to remember that we are not at home on earth. Rather, our home is in heaven, and we will have resurrected, glorified bodies where sin and death and pain won't be able to touch those. We will enjoy eternity with Christ in perfection forever, and that will come when Christ gives us glorified bodies. Romans eight twenty three to 24a reads, and not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. That just goes to show you that the future hope we have is crucial to our salvation and our whole salvation, not just when we were saved uh, one time we walked down the aisle. No, it is a salvation and a hope that goes on throughout our entire lives as believers. And we live in this hope and rejoice in this hope, knowing that this world is not all there is. We have hope in Christ and his resurrected body, and we have hope that that will be given to us too. So Philippians 3, 8-11 through 11 reads, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For this sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, 
but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. So we die daily to sin and we are dead to our sins so that we may be given new bodies and resurrection and bodies that like the ones Christ has. So finally, I'll end today's podcast with the verse Paul wrote to end 1 Corinthians 15. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform and share us with your family and friends. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please send them to me at daniel at adoptedbelievers.com. Thank you.